Welcome to Modern Survivability. Think fast, think accurate. On today's episode, we're going to be going over the get-home bag. When disaster strikes, it's good to be prepared, whether it be car insurance or a stockpile of toilet paper. In today's society, we are constantly on the go, either to and from work or on a trip. Having the ability and the gear to get you home in the event of a problem is imperative. One thing everyone who travels should have is a get-home bag. Most of the time, it is confused with a bug-out bag or a 72-hour bag. This one is different, however. This is used to get you home to where your bug-out bag is stored. We will cover bug-out bags in the next episode. Most people only travel 20 miles or less every day to and from work, doing errands, or doing local tasks. Having a small bag in your vehicle with some necessary survival items will be a game-changer should you have to get home without a vehicle. Now let's talk about some of the components of the system. The first thing is the bag itself. Let's start off by saying that the bag should be very, very comfortable, sturdy, and utilitarian. A bag that looks super tactical is going to get you noticed. Probably not a good thing in an event-based scenario. Let's try to keep a casual or gray man look. There are tons of great makes and models on the market. Choose one that's appropriate for you and your environment and the distance that you're going to have to travel to get home in the event of an emergency. Now let's talk about some of the contents that are going to go in your get-home bag. First, water. A single-wall stainless steel bottle is nice as it also doubles as a container to boil water to purify uh, if you need to. You could also use normal bottles of water. Always keep water handy. You can use Nalgene bottles um, and several other different types to use. It really all depends on what you want to put in your bag. Next is a water filter. Having a small water filter is very, very beneficial, especially in a situation where you're going to have to walk to get home and you can only carry a limited amount of water on your person. They're inexpensive, small, and lightweight. It's super easy to use. Most of them screw on the top of a water bottle. These filters allow you to have drinkable water during a disaster. Consider all non-prepackaged water as questionable. So an event happens, you're on the way home, uh, any water that you're going to try to want to consume, you need to filter it. Period. Next is an item called a silcock key or a four-way. This little metal four-way uh, water wrench allows you to get water from many outside faucets in an urban area. Now, make sure this is only during disaster. Don't go around stealing the water from the side of McDonald's, okay? All right. You can purchase them off uh, online and in some local retailers. It's a little metal four-way. looks like a mini lug wrench. So, on the outside of most businesses, you will find that their outside water faucet has no handle on it or is covered up by a cover. When you open the cover, it's just a little nozzle in there and there's no handle. Well, this key allows you to turn that nozzle on to get water. Remember again, only in the event of a disaster. Next on the list is food. Based off how long it could possibly take you to get home walking, you should have some food in the bag. Some examples include, but are not limited to, some beef jerky, cliff bars, survival rations, or something similar to that. Daytrex uh, makes really good survival rations. They actually taste good. Um, they're super lightweight and they're really calorie dense. 
most people work within 20 miles or less of their their home. So having to walk 20 miles may take you a day and a half, depending on what's going on around you and the disaster scenario. So just make sure you got enough food in there to get you through for about two days. This food isn't so you can stop and cook a seven-course meal. These are just little small prepackaged foods that you could eat on the go and keep moving. Remember, your number one goal is to get home safely. Next on the list is a knife. In addition to the folding knife or the multi-tool you should be carrying as part of your EDC or everyday carry, in your get-home bag you're going to want a small fixed blade knife. First thing that comes to mind for me is something like a Mora Bushcrafter. Mora's are super inexpensive. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them at some stores. They're razor sharp. They hold a good edge. Um, they're super sturdy and you can use them for a multitude of tasks. Moving along, after the knife, the next thing we got is fire starters. This can be as simple as a big lighter. Um, always have a few of those in your bag because they're pretty cheap uh, and they're disposable. Also have a fire steel or something to ignite um, that ignites fairly quickly. Wet fire is a product, it's a really cheap product. It's used to produce a small fire for about, they burn about three minutes. It's the size of about a cotton ball. And you can get them from Walmart, you can get them from Amazon, and a few other places. Something else that can be used as a fire starter is dryer lint. We have a ton of it um, hanging around our dryers probably. Just uh, every time you do a load of laundry, get your little Ziploc bag, save some of that dryer lint, put it in there. When you get a little Ziploc bag full of dryer lint, take it and put it in your bag. Dryer lint ignites very quickly and it burns for quite a while. We will cover fire starting in a later cast. Next on the list is a headlamp. They're super easy to use and allows for hands-free operation. That way you can do other tasks, um, like for instance filter water, build a fire, uh, and many other things without having to use your hands. Also, try to get one that has a red light selection on it. That way you won't mess up your night vision when you're out walking around in the dark. There again, there are many different makes and models on the market. Some of them are even USB rechargeable. Just uh, keep that in mind and buy something that fits your situation. Next on the list is cordage. 550 cord is my favorite personally, especially a brand called Titan Paracord. Uh, the reason this one's my favorite is it has an additional set of things inside of it. So your normal paracord has the outer sheath and it has seven strands inside. Um, in addition to the seven strands inside of Titan Paracord, they also have a strand of fishing line a strand of twine, and a strand of snare wire. Some type of cordage is necessary. You're going to always use this for a number of things around your um, little area if you have to set one up and or when you're walking home. For secure things to build and shelter, and it takes up very little space. So, cordage. Another item we want to have in our bag is tape. Um, it's easy to use, easy to store, it doesn't take up a lot of space. All right, my personal one that I, it's my go-to every single time is Gorilla Tape. Gorilla Tape, I found out, works better than regular duct tape, um, better than 100-mile-an-hour tape, and a couple of other ones. It comes in all different sizes, and it comes in all different lengths. So you can get an actual small roll and throw it in your bag. Tape can be used for a number of things. Next, zip ties. 
They can fix almost anything. They take up very, very little space. And uses for them are unlimited. Next is shelter. If you find yourself in a situation that requires you to stay in place overnight, you're going to need some sort of shelter. I have a small bivy bag and a military poncho that I use together with my 550 cord to build a small shelter if I need to. Also along the way, let's make sure that we're also scanning for natural and man-made places that you can shelter, i.e. maybe a cave or an abandoned building that is is decent enough to provide you with some shelter from the elements. Just make sure that the security of your site is good. Make sure you look around before you decide to stay there for the night or for any period of time. Do not put your shelter in a river bottom. We also have to be aware of the natural threats like a flash flood or a wildfire, things like that. Small bivy bags, Mylar space blankets, ponchos, they're all relatively cheap and they take up little space. There's no excuse for you not to have some kind of shelter. Moving down our list, the next thing we got here is a map of your area. Keep a local map of your area with your route and resources listed along the way. If possible, get a waterproof map or store it in a waterproof map bag. Make sure your routes are marked. Make sure that you have secondary and tertiary routes marked on this map. Along with any resources along the way, i.e. a place where you can get water, a place where you can take shelter, a place where there may be food available, or a place where you might find some sort of protection. Moving along, something that goes hand in hand with a map is a compass. Now a lot of people these days don't like to, don't like to or don't know how to use a compass properly. But most people do have a compass setting on their cell phone if it's still working. And some people's smartwatches also have a compass. The key takeaway about the compass is just knowing how to use it in conjunction with your map and having those skills. Remember, knowledge is power. Uh, later on in another cast, we are going to cover navigation, and part of that is going to be learning how to use a compass properly. Next thing on our list is a battery pack. Carry an extra battery bank to charge your phone and possibly a headlamp. Also, make sure you have the correct cables to connect your devices. That's the key one. Don't leave the cables. Um, they're coming down in price, and it shouldn't be that hard to obtain one of these things. Make sure you have that battery bank in your bag. Make sure it's in a waterproof bag or container, because along the way, if you're using, we'll say, the Compass or the GPS app on your phone, because those things still happen to work, you are going to need to charge your phone again. It's going to die. So make sure you have a battery backup. The next item is something people don't think about a lot, and that's a garbage bag. Try to have a few large contractor-grade trash bags. Uh, they can be used for many different things, including a makeshift poncho. You can waterproof your gear. Uh, you can cover yourself up. You can also maybe even use it for water collecting should it come down to that. So garbage bags are, they take up almost no space. They weigh almost nothing. You can put them anywhere in your bag. Uh, just good, something good to have just in case you need it. Next is a first aid kit. Try to keep a small first aid kit that covers a broad spectrum of small things that could happen to you along the way. Also, if you have any special meds, uh, make sure you have some of those in there. Like if you need an EpiPen or if you 
have a medical condition that requires you to have some blood pressure medication or something like that. Make sure you have a few extra pills in there and make sure they're labeled so you're not breaking any laws or whatnot. But have those extra things in your first aid kit. When I say cover a broad spectrum of small things that could happen to you along the way, little nicks and cuts, uh, maybe a burn or something along those lines. Some of the most common injuries for people camping and or similar to something to a survival situation are cuts to their fingers, injuries to their eyes, and burns from trying to use a campfire or build a campfire or pick up a hot pot or something like that because those are the things we're going to be doing the most of. And, uh, you know, some of those cuts can come from using a knife or a multi-tool. So let's make sure we got a couple of butterfly bandages in there. Um, something to stop some bleeding. Always carry a tourniquet. I know a lot of people harp on tourniquets because, oh no, we're going to get in this raging gun battle. Probably not, but always keep a tourniquet just in case. You don't need to get shot um, to need a tourniquet. So make sure to have at least one tourniquet in your bag and make sure you are trained on how to use these first aid items correctly, especially that tourniquet. And if you have an EpiPen in there for someone who has allergies, make sure you know how to use it. Next on the list is extra socks. Change your socks. No, for real, change your socks. Now, if you only have to travel, you know, five to ten miles home in the event of emergency, you're probably not going to have to stop and change your socks. But some people might have to travel 20 miles. Some people might actually have to travel a little further than that. So having an extra pair of socks is not going to hurt. They don't take up a lot of space. They weigh next to nothing, and it's good insurance for your feet. Um, and it might not be just because you're sweating because you're walking so far. You might have to cross a stream or something. If you cross a stream, uh, you might have to change your socks because you get wet. If you have some sort of injury to your feet or if you get blisters and stuff like that, it's going to make that trip home very, very, very painful. And nobody wants that. Now, with that being said, this isn't a comprehensive list, to say the least. Everyone will have different needs based off their location, environment, and their skill level. This is meant to be an idea-generated nexus from which to begin. Also, this bag needs to go everywhere you do. It does you no good if it's not there when you need it. Learn how to use all the items in the bag. Try finding and identifying the items in your bag in the dark. Practice your route. Have more than one route. Have a secondary or a tertiary route. And after you've done all that practicing and practicing your skills, keep practicing. Practice again. So with that, uh, thanks for listening to this podcast. If you like it, uh, let me know. Um, there are a place where you can rate it on Spotify and download it. That'd be great. So with that being said, just remember to stay safe and you are the last line of defense.